I don't have any money, dude. Okay. I'm broke, man. Well, My life I, sucks. I understand that. You're making well, it worse. You're not nice. You're not cordial. That's shocking. We'll do it live. Yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Oh, that is cool. This is where the fun begins. This is the Brian Suits Show. I'm in the stupid loop. AM 770 KCTH, Brian Suits here. Good morning, everybody. Full pet, full contact with uh, producer Greg. I'll tell you what the stupid loop is here in just a second. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Welcome. Um, <clears throat> three hours, all kinds of stuff. Violence and mayhem across the country. And some sordid details about a local love triangle that ends up with a body in a tote bag by the Duwamish. Uh, that and more. Right after we get you to work with the right-way traffic. Dear golly, AM seven seventy KTTH. Uh, Brian suits here with uh, producer Greg. You know what? You know what the stupid loop is. Here's the stupid loop. Tell me what the stupid loop Here's is. Here's this PC here in the studio, uh, off of East Lake Avenue. Here in lovely Seattle. Good morning, everybody. And then there's my PC at home. I follow. Okay, so last yesterday, uh, I usually I check my email here, then I check it on the mobile seen here um i i get home and i want to print something out and uh, for some reason the password hasn't been saved on the pc at home and so i enter what i thought it was and i changed it last time like a month ago and oops that's not it okay yep. do it a second time no it's not that one. Oh, oh i know what i need to add Okay. Nope. That's not it. No. Oh, you're locked out. That is a daily occurrence. Oh no, no, for no. Me, that's Brian. just step one. Then oh. it's. Would you like to reset your password? And instead of just saying, "Nah, close the window, come to work," you know, or print off the phone, I clicked yes. <laughs> and that's where the fun. And the begins? second you do, then then it comes up and it says, "What are the le- hi?" We're going to text a verification code that it's you. What are the letters in your CAPTCHA, you know, thing? How many crosswalks well, are there in this picture? Or, yeah, or one of those. And, and that's the deal. The second you send that, that's it. You're going to reset your password. It's done at home. And I think I did it on, on this. But uh, anyway, it just, it annoys me because I do. Yes, I write them down. Then I go home and <laughs> change them. But I like, and here's the thing. I, I don't want to sound like an infant complaining about good Internet security. I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm really impressed with this company. The, the, the fact that somebody is like every 30 days saying, hey, you have 10, 10 days to, to, sh- to change your password. There's nothing more American than uh, discussing first world problems. But do you go the next step, Brian, of frustration? For me, it's when you go, yeah, I forgot my password. They send you a link to reset it. And then you have to enter the, the new one twice. And then it goes, oh, you can't use an old password you've already used. Well, that's, and then I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm on like the 12th deviation uh, of a yeah. password I've used. And I have now I have like six exclamation points after it. And I'm, and I'm I, adding digits and all this. And oh, like, my gosh. Come on. I've had a lot of dogs, but I've gone through all my dog names. <laughs> you can only do spell my dog's name so many ways. Yeah. Well, no, I, I spell it correct, but then I add, you know, the, the symbols and the numbers after it. And, and, and I'm, I, I've been here long enough now that... It's caught on. 
And if this password does not meet the length, complexity, okay, the, age, or history la- requirements. Last night, my daughter password. is on the Kindle, and she's like, Dad, what's the Disney Plus password? And I just know it's going to take me 15 minutes oh. to figure this out. And I'm like, you don't need to watch Disney Plus right now. That's my solution to that. <laughs> it, I have kids all day asking Bad me year. what various passwords are, and I have no stinking clue. So I have, do I have 24 minutes to get something printed? I, I feel your pain. Or four, or is it 40? 640. 608 right now. Uh, no, I mean, before I have to have, have something in front of me. Oh, got it. <laughs> um, hey, good morning. Uh, hey, well, let's start the show. I am some 70 KTTH. Good morning, everybody. It is uh, Friday Practice. Brian Suits here. Uh, the, NATO, the NATO Summit uh, is over. The new NATO mission statement is out. The uh, I, was, I love this time. This is when the president answers questions. They've had to renege on their national debt for the first time since the beginning, almost well over 100 years. They've lost 15 years of the gains they made in terms of their economy. They're in a situation where they're having trouble because of my imposition of, of uh, 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 dealing with what can be exported to Russia oh, in terms of technology. He's talking about us. They can't even, you know, they're they're going to have trouble maintaining oil production because they don't have the technology to do it. They need American technology. And they're also in a sim- similar situation I gotta say, he he's he's standing there holding. He's walking around with his left hand in his pocket, holding the mic, and he seems more far more lucid. I was gonna than ju- use the exact term, a little more lucid than I'm used okay, to. Okay, I'll go with cogent. Okay, and good. you go with lucid. He seems more cogent. Than, Maybe he got some sleep. I, I would. I right. think so. As long as it takes and to, in fact, make sure that they this are. Is, you not know, keep in mind, it's not in his body clock. It's nine a.m. So, Grant, Grandpa should be up. Uh, anyway, uh, by, by Russia. And by the way, think of this. Ukraine has already dealt a severe blow to Russia. Russia, in fact, has already lost its international standing. Well, that's no fun. <laughs> He's uh, cogent. Um, uh, by the way, breaking news from Ukraine, probably the headline you're going to be seeing in, in hours from now or, or uh, tomorrow. Uh, is that the famous uh, symbol of defiance, Snake Island, where on the opening day of the war on February 24th, uh, legendarily, a the uh, Russian warship uh, Moskva, uh, now a reef in the Black Sea, is reported to have uh, demanded the surrender of the garrison on Snake Island, a, a, a Ukrainian uh, piece of property uh, about uh, 20 or 30 miles off offshore of uh, Ukraine in the Black Sea. And the uh, Ukrainian defenders uh, are reported to have uh, told the the Russian skipper to do something to himself, uh, normally uh, done uh, uh, quietly alone, a very intimate act. And uh, so it became a symbol of defiance, a stamp, uh, an official stamp for the Ukrainian government and, and a big fundraiser and a meme and a morale patch and a T-shirt. Well, anyway, the, Ru- the Russians have confirmed overnight they've abandoned the island because now the Ukrainians in the last few days have pulled artillery up um, within range on their mainland so that they can sit there and they can hit this island at will. Uh, plus, they, they've been hitting it. They've been, there have been airstrikes. Uh, uh, it's been an absolute training range for the uh, uh, Bayraktar uh, TB2 uh, drone. And all this, so it's um, 
you know, it's funny that when when the Russians are up against the absolute truth that the Moskva sank, <laughs> you can't fake it up. You can't CGI that. You can't, you know, you, you can't uh, um, Photoshop it. They'll say, yeah, it sank. And then it kind of goes away. Um, th- the Ukrainians are probably going to raise the Ukrainian flag on this island as soon as possible. Uh, the Zelensky, when it comes to stuff like this, he's not dumb. And he knows that images win the day uh, and the whole thing. And so anyway, a, a major victory. The, the Russians are painting it <clears throat> as... Uh, well, for humanitarian purposes, we want that grain to get out and go feed the babies of the world to, or something, and we're going to shoot all gluten into space. Or something. We, I don't know. I don't know how you polish this particular turd, uh, but they've lost a lot of men just sitting on that on that island. I also saw a fresh poll yesterday about, about- the... Clarence Thomas, the SCOTUS primary? No, no, that's something you did on Twitter. This was a poll of the Ukrainian people about their resolve in this war against uh, Putin and Russia. 89% of Ukrainians reject ceding land to reach a peace deal. Yeah, that's the logistics of it. The people who are prepared to put on uniforms and, you know, stand in the gap are the ones saying, no, don't sell us out. Don't do a uh, 1938 Czechoslovakia. Don't sell us to Hitler. But I thought Emmanuel Macron one. said that would be a good idea. He said, do not, uh, how do you say, uh, yes, humiliate uh, Mr. Putin. And sorry, but he's he's doing a great job by himself. However, when it comes to shirtless horse riding, none other than Justin Trudeau. Remember Justin Trudeau at the G7 Summit? We didn't play the audio because it was so muddled. You couldn't hear him. But they were talking about ways to mock Putin. And Trudeau said, uh, <laughs> we should all ride horses shirtless. <laughs> and, uh, well, anyway, Putin Putin has a response to that today as he visits uh, scenic Turkmenistan. You're listening to a Brian Suit Show replay. Hey, um... 770 KTTH. You know, say what you will about Hitler comedies, but uh, Jojo Rabbit really stands out. It's a, it's a, it's a really, really innovative, very touching movie about a kid growing up in wartime Germany, World War II, wartime Germany, and and in his fantasy, like all, and he's bullied by all the cool kids, and he's he's in Hitler Youth, and he he fantasizes that Hitler's his best friend, and the guy that wrote and directed the movie is this New Zealand comedian named Taika Waititi, and he plays Hitler. And it's, it's, it's very funny, but it's, it's really it's really touching. At, at the end, it's very, a very touching movie. I mention that because I, I have to, I, I got to tell you, after yesterday's episode of Obi-Wan, you, um, producer Does Greg, Hitler make an appearance in Obi-Wan? <laughs> you may be right. That it, we, we, they may be beating the crap out of, the same characters and 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 like any time they missed a scene in the original Star Wars, that suddenly expands to some two year journey. So true. So, oh God! Remember when we made that reference in the original trilogy? Let's do three spinoff series from it. <laughs> yeah, and and so Taika Waititi directed a couple of the Mandalorian, and they were all the best ones uh, as as usual. And then he he's um, so they they have come to him and said, okay, if you could do anything, what would you do? And he said, 
you know, it's a big universe. Stop spinning off the same characters. Just make new stories. And he said, and, and so anyway, he'll expand it and he'll invent new characters. That's great. I think, you know, that's what you do. And he said, this is so funny. If I had to retweet it, he said, quote, look, I think for the Star Wars universe to expand, it has to expand. I don't think that I'm any use in the Star Wars universe making a film where everyone's like, oh, great. Well, that's the blueprint for the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Oh, look, it's Chewbacca's grandmother. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so wait, he has directed? He's going to, yeah. Or he's going to, okay. <clears throat> and so that's what's funny is I got to say, in in all the movies, the, the the one sort of after the original Star Wars in 1978, whatever the hell it was, the, you know, the second one was was pretty good. Pretty oh, Empire epic. Strikes Back is the best. Yeah, and the third one, it's, it, you could see the decline by the third one. <laughs> You know, well, um, Harrison Ford wanted to die in the third one. Oh, but George should've. Lucas didn't give him his wish. If he would have died, it could have been a classic. And so that's why, out of all those, I got to say, if you haven't seen Rogue One, that that's the one that it winds up being the most original. You haven't seen anybody that's in that until until the, that movie. Yeah, a broken it, clock is right twice a day too. It's but but I got to say, I, I, the first the the one chronologically, the first three suck. Not one of them's good. And the reason I say that is because that horrible wooden actor who played young Anakin Skywalker, not the boy, not the pod racing Hayden boy, Christensen? But yeah, the guy that played Anakin as a teen, the Natalie Portman and all that, he he made an appearance, he's, he's in, he was in yesterday's episode of Obi-Wan and I, I couldn't finish it. It's he's that bad. <laughs> he's such a disaster. We brought him back from. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I get it. He's the raw material for what turns into Darth Vader. Don't but don't bring him back. And and so you, I, I think you're right. I liked I, I think I'm hypnotized and and Mandalorian hypnotized me. Book of Fett. I thought was pretty good. You're that. making me recall one of the worst scenes in film history. And it comes from Star Wars Episode two, where Natalie Portman is uh, on a balcony with Hayden Christensen, and he's talking about sand. Uh, Let me see if this is loud enough to play on the air. I don't like sand. <laughs> it's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Uh, <laughs> no Oscar nomination for How that, did that performance. <laughs> was, what a snub. Who cast him? Anyway, but but yeah, so so Taika Waititi's absolutely right. He said, I don't want to make a film where everyone's like, oh, great. Well, it's the blueprints of the Millennium Falcon. That's Chewbacca's grandmother. That's where we're at now. So anyway, he's he's right. We've and arrived. I, you, know, you know who's worse than him? Um, you know, I, Ice Cube, o, O'Shea. What, What's wrong with I Ice know? Cube? Uh, nothing. You know, <laughs> that, the guy has reinvented himself as a pretty okay actor and, and voice actor. It's that he got his son into movies and his son ice cube jr was in between bringing back that idiot who played young anakin and then ice cube jr i'm like oh okay now obi-wan sucks peaky blinders please so i I binged like three episodes of peaky blinders last night season six terrific soundtrack great well played Uh, everything that's that that obi-wan is not obi-wan was i think if i went back i'd be embarrassed about what i said about how good it is and you and uh, why is you and mcgregor agreeing to this well i'm i know nice fat payday fat why are golfers going to live golf (laughs) my god why why are they going on the dismemberment uh, golf the question answers itself um so so anyway uh, i take back everything i said about obi-wan it may be uh, like you said i'm not going to check my work 
but it may be that I've been bamboozled since episode one. So uh, there. I'm happy to be proven right yet again. Um, uh, well, so the even though uh, cryptocurrency is getting shellacked this uh, last couple months, and especially this week, uh, but now one of the crypto exchanges, uh, Coinbase is the biggest one. I read the, I read you that story yesterday about how Coinbase fired uh, several thousand people uh, Tuesday by locking them out of their email and emailing them at their personal email saying, the reason you're getting this here is because you're not, you're not getting in your, uh, your uh, company email anymore because you don't work for us anymore. Well, the second biggest is Kraken, exactly like the, uh, the hockey team or the mythical creature. Kraken, based in San Francisco. Well, their uh, founder is, like most people in the crypto uh, universe, a libertarian, and uh, he's he knew this piece is coming out uh, in the New York Times, and so he uh, the the piece hits him for being politically incorrect, not respecting your pronouns, um, and and questioning who gets to use who gets to call each other an N word if we all can't do it. Uh, he said if if you can, he recently asked his employees if you can identify as a sex, can you identify as a race or ethnicity? Well, my God, he needs to be canceled. Oh, except that he founded his company. Um, and, and so uh, getting ahead of this New York times piece, uh, he, he said in a, a Twitter thread last night, look, I'll pay you to leave. If you disagree with our corporate culture, there's the door. Not only there's the door, but on the other side of the door is a, is four months pay. Get out. Uh, those who disagreed could quit, Mr. Powell said, and opt into a program that would provide four months of pay if they affirmed that they would never work at Kraken again. Employees have until Monday to decide if they want to take part. On uh, Earlier this week, on, on Monday, um, Christina Yee, a, Crake, a Kraken executive, gave those on the fence a nudge. Writing in a post on Slack, the uh, that one uh, website, uh, quote, the CEO, company, and culture are not going to change in a meaningful way, close quote. She goes on, if someone strongly dislikes or hates working here or thinks those here are hateful or have poor character, work somewhere that doesn't disgust you, close quote. You know, stop me when I say something wrong. I, th- that's, that's my understanding of a, any relationship with an employer. And, and, uh, but so anyway, this is in response to this New York Times hit piece that the guy, ha- uh-oh, he has opinions. Um, and uh, if you if you run around and and the, the the double sin here is not only does he have opinions, but the company is in San Francisco. And so there are those who predict he won't be able to backfill the, these jobs. Well, wrong. Uh, there, there's loads of people from around the country that will for what he pays that will uh, come come and work there. But uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to decide if this is a hit piece hitting back. Um, or 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 what? I, I'm not quite sure what the New York Times goal was. It, it may, I don't know anything about crypto except that it's crap, and that uh, it should be called crapto. Am I right? And uh, and and that I want to work for this guy. Except he's a hippie. Uh, we'll be back in a second. AM seven seventy KTTH. I'm some seventy KTTH. Brian suits here, and the audio is is really unclear. But as uh, Biden was leaving the G7 summit and uh, pretty much everyone but the Japanese prime minister 
uh, was going to meet him in Madrid for the NATO summit. Um, the President Macron, there, there was sort of a uh, informal uh, walkabout, and Macron, I mean, physically walked fast and caught up to Biden, and said, "Mr. Mr. President, uh, Mr. Joe, hey," and then and he started talking to him, uh, and and he effectively said, "Listen, uh, I I talked to," he said, "MBZ." Um, to uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the uh, titular head of Saudi Arabia, the crown prince, um, uh, until his dad dies, and he'll be the actual king, and uh, and the whole thing. So, so he said, "Let's listen." I talked to to MBZ. Um, I talked to uh, Saudi Arabia and the UAE about just increasing their oil production, and because uh, this this is apparently news to Biden. You know, new, uh, Biden's going to go to Saudi Arabia and he's going to beg the Saudis to increase oil production. And it sounds to me like, uh, and I don't know if Macron cared or knew that he was on camera uh, or that he was within, you know, earshot of, of the cameras and the whole thing. There, there were some handlers around Biden and they kind of pushed, you know, the media a little bit back, but they're able to step in front and you can read Macron's lips and you can hear him. Because, you know, the only uh, the way to master English is to uh, speak it slowly and loudly. So that's what he's doing. And and he says, you know, thing one, Saudi Arabia says that they're at maximum production right now. And then also the UAE, uh, the United Arab Emirates. So what what Biden wanted is for them to just he thinks there's a giant valve because, uh, you know, the world's oil market is is a bathtub. And he thinks that there's like 20 faucets or something that, that goes into it. Even though he's cut the American faucet off, um, he wants the Saudis to turn their faucet up. And what what the information he was given there in in plain speak out in the open in front of the you know, worldwide media um, was that they're at maximum production right now, and so save the gas. You know, don't don't fly down there. And it's funny at the very end, uh, Jake Sullivan, uh, who who is who is a, a very slimy political reptile, but he's also the national security advisor. Um, when when Biden kind of takes in the information, he he turns around, and starts walking again. Now Macron steps in front of him and grabs his arm and and is trying to impress on him how serious this is. And that's when Jake Sullivan points at the camera and says, "Okay, let's let's take this inside." And Biden goes, "Yeah, let's take it inside." Um, the, the, this is part of the thing that that nobody in the American media is going to put together. Uh, is that Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Venezuela, Iran, Iraq, uh, they're all part of OPEC. You have to be, there's a treaty in OPEC. And you you don't lowball your your fellow treaty member. Um, and so there's production limit agreements. And so they would be breaking that treaty. That's that's what they mean. Could, could they increase um, uh, production? Um, sure. Uh, it's also in the treaty, by the way, that you don't attack one of the world's largest refineries with your drones and, uh, and, and cut your, your, your neighbor's production by 50% uh, for six months. Like when Iran did that to Saudi Arabia a couple of years ago, that was an act of war. There's, there's, uh, only because, pardon me, I had to cough, only because Saudi Arabia couldn't get Egypt's aircraft carriers, see yesterday's show around in time um but by all by all rights uh, everything but the word saudi arabia and iran are at war and um the the sad reality that biden has to face is you don't call these guys a pariah state on the campaign trail 
And then a year after your president begged them to save your bacon and somehow magically lower the price of worldwide uh, gasoline, or, or especially in the United States. And, and this is him avoiding what could help all of you by the end of the week. And by, and by the way, gas prices are going to go way up this weekend because guess what? It's a four-day, whatever, three-day, uh, 4th of July weekend. He could green light the Keystone Pipeline. He could tell the environmental groups, it's not your night. Take the fall. Sorry, but have you ever seen On the Waterfront? Okay, you're Marlon Brando in this one, right? Take the fall. That's that. Pick your fights. This is not a good fight. 2022 is is not the ring you want, you want to get in. He, he's not prepared to do that. He could do this by the end of the day. The, the domestic, when people say, oh, I have to make sure that we're domestically reliant. We import very little oil. We, we import almost no Saudi oil. There's no dismemberment oil here. But it's part of that bathtub that's the worldwide oil market. It's all one, one market. He could do this. The United States is one of the world's largest oil producers. He could do, but we're not producing as much as we could because they lost faith in the future because they kept hearing from this old man, ironically, saying the day of fossils as fuel uh, is over. And so the, the oil companies uh, have not been in business for 150 years because they're stupid. Um, they're, they're looking at that and they're saying, well, are we an oil company or are we an energy company? Where are we going to make the most money? Well, do we make money when we get a tax break? Yes, it's like a reverse profit. It's instead of making profit from a gap between retail and wholesale, we're making a profit by the taxes uh, that we're not paying. Um, so they're saying, okay, let's let's become an energy company. Let's change our marketing. Let's shut down. When a refinery blows up, let's not repair it. When it's obsolete, let's not uh, upgrade it and the whole thing. That's what he's facing. He could do this tomorrow. I don't know why the Republicans don't say this. Uh, maybe, maybe they're just bad at foreign policy these days or something. But the, you could transcribe what I'm saying and spit it out tomorrow. Um, and, you know, not that you're going to need a, pro, uh, you know, a winning margin this November. The, the Republicans are going to win big time. Um, but when they do, I, I really want to see them deliver on this and uh, talk to the Secretary of Energy. Uh, and the Secretary of Transportation. And that's the other thing is, you have this, this doe-eyed idiot, uh, former mayor of a small town who's now the Secretary of Transportation, couldn't tell you any of what I just said. Um, and uh, yet, speaking of carbon footprint, uh, you know that <clears throat> anywhere the president goes, they take, they take Air Force One and the backup. They take, those, they take two 747s. So they're gonna, he's going to fly those to Saudi Arabia. Uh, I have to explain to a guy uh, who high-fives Vladimir Putin. There's a famous gif of him high-fiving Vladimir Putin. Uh, I have to explain to him, well, I was running for office. I had to say you're a pariah state, <clears throat> you know, and the whole thing. But, uh, hey, can you increase uh, uh, your uh, your oil output? And, you know, this is, this is where, uh, for all the criticism I have for the guy, the reason I did vote for him in 2020 was because he, he says about Saudi Arabia, look, they just did the biggest weapon buy in American history. They're, and this is why you don't have to say out loud that they're a price state. They're in our pocket. If, if, we're, not, if we're out producing them, because we're not in OPEC, we have no treaty obligation to not lowball Saudi Arabia. We could do that tomorrow. But why would we want to? Um, because the number one advantage of Saudi Arabia is they're not Iran. <clears throat> um, and 
you know, you you lived through a time, the most tectonic shift in Middle East uh, history. I mean, in all honesty, in the history of the place. I mean, you know, since the Son of God appeared. So anyway, in the last two of the year, two uh, thousand years, it's the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, when he was PM, flying to Riyadh and greeting the king and his son, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, th- that was the peace treaty. There will never be a formal peace treaty. That was the peace treaty. The PM of Israel going to Saudi Arabia. That only Trump could have done that. I'm, you know, I'm not going to take credit away from from someone who's who credit to do, but he was he was dead honest about a relationship with Saudi Arabia. And you know, you're paying the pe- the price of the pump uh, for the ignorance of a guy who won't won't be honest with it right now. Uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KPTH. You're listening to a Brian Suit Show replay. Some seventy KTTH Brian suits here, and <clears throat> producer Greg uh, Hunter Biden says hi. Anybody got a knock? All right, that's I uh, anytime I, I realize I'm probably killing something when I start laughing at it myself. So that's why I'm not going to play the crap out of that. Something slowly dies. Right? So, <laughs> see, his ex-wife has a book coming out. See, I don't know if you know this, Greg, but yesterday I really leaned on that. And There's some great excerpts you read on the air. Yeah, there were some some early releases. So today's the day that traditionally morning radio is obsessed with the spelling bee, and I'm I'm just you know it's, I think that's great that they still have those. Uh, of course, it, it was a, a young lady of uh, Southwest Asian heritage because uh, in, the children of Indian immigrants. Uh, oddly enough, come from two-parent households where English is a primary language, and usually the parents um, have initials after their name, like PhD or master's or whatever, uh, and they emphasize education, which is just the weirdest thing in America in 2022. Um, anyway, Harini Logan is a 14-year-old from uh, Texas. She won the 2022 Scripps National Spelling Bee late Thursday in a dramatic, unprecedented spell-off. So I don't know how they didn't they, didn't that always because I've seen some ties. It comes down to a tie, and they give each kid a word. It's been a while since I've watched the was it Scripps Spelling Bee. It's yeah. called. Uh, but I am a big fan of spelling those little calendar things with the word of the day on it. Being in talk radio for fifteen, sixteen years myself, I always find if you can throw in at least one word per program that makes people think twice about its meaning, instant credibility and gravitas, that's, right? That's, Greg, that's supercilious. What does that portend, Brian? <laughs> um, let's let's see how many we can get right. This, this is a part of radio that I hate today. Everyone's going to be, well, this this little cutie. Is, but did you see the, the girl who won a year ago or two years ago? She's this basketball prodigy. She has this amazing Instagram channel where... where she can do the most phenomenal, like two ball or three ball dribble tricks, and then she won the spelling bee. That's great. And I forgot her name. Her 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 um her dad gave her this really wacky name that that <laughs> with the point of never forgetting the name. And I've forgotten the name. But uh, this is his last night's dance off or spell off for your first word is spielbone. S p e a l b o n e. Jeez. Priatophyte. Guy Diang. G-A-Y-D-I-A-N-G. Parison. P-A-R-I-S-O-N. 
Eximer. E-X-E-I-M-E-R. Tokia, Tokia. T-O-Q-U-I-L-L-A. By the way, this is like chess. When he gives the word a clock, a countdown starts, or a count up. Let me see. Focus. G-L-O-C. Oh, countdown happens. And she hits the button when she's done spelling. So she's, the more you spell and faster you spell, the, the more words you're going to get in, in the countdown. Mm. So that's why that ding is, is happening. When, when okay. You, I, heard, I, I did just learn that eczema means an unstable molecule. So there's that. I don't remember an I in eczema. <laughs> uh, e, I'm seeing E-X-C-I-M-E-R. That's, I'm pretty sure eczema. that's correct. Eczema. Okay. Yeah, that, there it is. Yeah. All right. Anyway, back back to the countdown. C-H-I-S. A seriously. This whole exercise has my blood pressure way She's up. She's not going to get this right. I'm going to be so mad if she gets uh, Well, by the way, I don't know if if they if she's wrong. I don't know. So far I think she's got them all right. Eczema. Yeah, but how do you spell it? Um I E U T I C. That's not, no, he's he's making up words. I'm going to go back to this one. All right. Mayutic, myutic. M-A-I-U-T-I-C. Calicothere. C-H-A-L-I-C-O-T-H-E-R-E. Teosinti. T-E-O-S-I-N-T-E. Cicerary. Not a word. S-I-S-C-R-A-R-Y. Akari. A-K-O-R-E. Buachal. No. B-O-U-C-H-A-L. Saccharose. S-A-C-C-H-A-R-O-S-E. Talisay. Use it in a sentence. These words sound like something out of the Star Wars universe. Or my, my, uh, I think he's probably fled to Sakharos. How many parsecs are we talking about? <laughs> he's, he's, he's fled to the mining planet of Sakharos where he's he's uh, hiding inside the body of a Tayusik. Talisay. A Talisay. I don't understand the utility of knowing how to spell so many words, though. I, I'm impressed. Sorry you're intimidated by knowledge, right? No, no, no. It, it's incredible. It's wonderful. The but side. But we often ask, what is, purpose does algebra serve later in life? Or why did I What's learn up, this? What's You're learning all these words. All it's going to do is annoy people later in life when you use such big words and know how to spell them all. They'll be like, you are insufferable at parties. Don't, don't nobody knows what you're talking about. I Sounds know you like know you every word in the English language, but you got to dumb it down for us, okay? But I think misusing them in the place of expletives is uh, saccharosing hilarious. <laughs> okay. B O U C H A L. Saccharose. Saccharose. He said saccharose. C C H A R O S E. Talisay. T A L I S A Y. Vesicate. V E S I C A T E. I know that word. Semit. S-E-M-M-E-T. Corepiscopus. Oh, really? C-H-O-R-E-P-I-S-C-O-P-U-S. <laughs> and then he was eaten by a Corepiscopus on Talisi. No, these are all Star Wars words. These are villains, planets, or animals that kill you in the Star Wars universe. I want to hear this one again. Corepiscopus. See, that's a... Is that an eight-armed Corepiscopus? Enough. Enough, enough. C H O R E P I S C O P U S. Nipophia, nifophia. K N I P H O F I A. Oh, that sounds like a saying. That's, yeah, you know what I always say, Craig. I don't know why. By the way, the fact that this uh, young lady is uh, fourteen. You know, th- this is you know the well. Okay, no one's watching it live. I don't think it's it's aired <clears throat> live anymore. 
But that's a lot of pressure. I mean, it's the money oh, yeah. and and uh, the the, uh, the whole Nipophia, nifophia. Yeah, nifophia. Nifophia. Hantish. H-O-T-T-I-S-H. Malbrook. M-A-L-B-R-O-U-C-K. Ornithorhynchus. O-R-N-I-T-H-O-R-H-Y-N-C-H-U. <laughs> you ever had an itchy ornithorhynchus? I feel like I'm getting drunk and electrocuted oh, at the same anyway. time. Uh, anyway, so the 14-year-old Harini Logan, uh, after she announced uh, she was announced the winner, she jubilantly held the trophy I ever had, and... Uh, LeVar Burton uh, was a host this year, by the way, and apparently he's a permanent host. And uh, her her father, Vikram, uh, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, the the, the runner up, the second placer, was 12 year old Vikram Raju of Colorado, and uh, and he fought back here, struggled to, and I think you age out of the spelling bee. I think 14 is the is that the top age? Yeah, that's why she was she's been in it for like three years, and just qualifying for the national thing is is the pressure. But somebody, the twelve-year-old Vikram will probably be the odds-on favorite for the next two years, unless he has a debilitating her her injury. I don't know why it's so funny to me. M A L B R O U C K. Ornithorhynchus. Ornithorhynchus. I am. That's not a word. I'm looking that up. Ornithorhynchus. Ornithorhynchus. Point to your butt. Point on the doll. Where the bad man touched your ornithorhynchus. Kind of sounds like an STD. I, yes. My God, you're not making this better. Um, we'll be back in just a second. Um, oh, my God. Oh, ornithorhynchus is another word for platypus. You know what? There we go. I I was about to say bird. It's got to be some kind of bird. This or, ornith, but uh, we all know the platypuses can fly anyway, so it's sort of the same thing. AM 770 KTTH. All right, I'm going to get it together. With a help of coffee. You're listening to a Brian Suit Show replay on AM 770 KTTH.